What's up? What's good? Welcome to the Locked In Podcast. I got with me today my yeah, first. Baby. We, we locked in, baby. We, we locked, locked in. in, boy. What? We got Cave, store owner of The Cave. Easy the Cave, baby. Right there. Movie. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, are you, because I know it's in New York. You're not from New York, are you? Yeah, I'm from New York. Um, yeah. I grew up and I was born and raised in the city. Uh, I grew up in Chelsea. That's kind of like near Madison Square Garden, like right now. IT. I lived out there my whole life and I moved to Jersey when I was like 14, 15, lived there for a couple of years and then dipped out when I was 18. So, and then but what, originally I'm from the city and now I'm back. Back. It feels good to obviously be back. You've been back for how long? Um, when I got out of the military, like three years ago. About. Okay. Does it still feel new? Cause since I'm, I'm just out the military too, for like two months. So um not anymore i've kind of like developed like a rhythm and gotten to like you know different habits and just like kind of been able to explore a little bit enjoy like my time off but i remember when i first got out that feeling was crazy how long did it it take you to adjust oh at least like a year at least like it was rough like it was really rough for me i was having like a lot of panic attacks i was having like anxiety attacks like just like a lot of crazy shit i don't know being in the military for a minute and like the lifestyle that they were making us live and just like the constant routines of like like your life is you're told what to do every day for your life for five years and it's like once you get into that rhythm to like being able to make your own decisions and being a hundred percent responsible for all the decisions you make is kind of like it was weird for me. Well, that that was like the biggest part, probably like the, I don't know, transitioning out. And then like, what about like knowing you don't have like a, a guaranteed check or did you feel like, not like saying money was an issue per se, but like that. Well, that, that, like, that like fear of having like that comfort of always knowing you're going to get paid on the first and the 15th. Yeah, like, oh and shit. Like, like how much you're going to get paid and shit. Um, it was, it was a little worrisome, but um good thing i had the bah coming in from the um my gi bill uh so for those who don't know like when you get out of the military if you leave out with like um i guess on the terms of whatever whatever the military wants you leave out on they give you this thing called um a gi bill which is where while you're in school they'll pay for your tuition and they also give you like a living stipend based on like the geographical location of wherever you go to school and uh, since I'm going to NYU, the military gives like a, a nice little stipend uh, to go to school. And I don't really spend money on anything. Like all the money I spend, I pretty much just like flip and resell stuff. Like I don't really have like too many personal expenses. So like at the time when that was my only source of income, like I wasn't really too worried because I, you know, I don't live beyond my means or anything. So right. I really just be chilling. That makes sense. That makes sense. That's what... uh shit for most people really join the military for is for that little check afterwards to go to school and shit and you're going to yeah facts. you're going to school to be a nurse right i did a deep dive on your instagram and stuff yeah yeah um i uh finished nursing school i actually my last final was on my birthday april 29th so what? I finished nursing school on my birthday yeah movie so you already finished or you're going to finish uh, uh no i finished this april three months four months something like that damn so you made sure you had your plan a no matter what you was like or plan B, I, I guess I would say. Oh, yeah, 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 100%. Uh, my whole time in the military, I was uh, already taking uh, classes at community college. I was going to, like, community college in Virginia. And then when I got stationed in Jersey, I was going to community college in Jersey. Uh, shout out Brookdale. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I got my associates from there. I got a lot of stories. Um, he was then, on campus? Um, I, 
Uh, like for classes, yeah, but I didn't like. I wasn't really chilling on campus or anything like that. I was just okay. going there for school and then you know, <laughs> yeah. off, whatever I had to do, whatever I had to do. Um, but then I transferred to NYU. Um, I always knew like it was gonna be in the plan. Uh, I I know since I was a kid, I always knew I wanted to go to NYU. That was like the school I said I was gonna go to. Uh, my first time I applied, I got rejected while I was in the military, and then I, I applied again when I got out, and then they they finally let me in. Um. But yeah, that was always like in the plan, even though I have no real like, I don't think that I'm going to be a nurse, Um, but like it's a really good, like solid backup plan to have. You know what I mean? Let's talk about that, because I feel like you always from what it seems like, it seems like you've always made sure you had something solid. So like when you joined the the military at 18, was that like your choice or was that like your mom kind of influenced you? Um. My mom had influence in it, but she wasn't influencing me to go into the military. It was more so like um, I didn't want to go to college and um, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And my mom was really on some like either you figure it out or you need to leave my house if you're not going to go to school or if you're not going to get a job. Like it was on some shit like that. So I was like, you know, whatever. I'll just join the military. Um, So that was really your choice, kind of. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like it was like the only choice I had. Like, I didn't <laughs> yeah, really. have like any other choices. Like, yeah. So it kind of just worked out. And then, so from there, did you, did you always like knew you wanted to go into like streetwear flipping and flipping? Like, were you flipping before, like in high school, or like let's talk about oh, yeah, those yeah, days? Yeah, I, like the the first the first sneaker I ever flipped, I was like thirteen. And I slept outside of a Foot Locker for seven hours. 13 so, what like, year is this like yeah this is like maybe um 2009 2008 maybe okay um, okay even then like when i was younger i was like six maybe seven when the stefan marbury shits came out the starberries that were like 15 dollars. like oh, i crazy. uh i went and yeah i still i was standing in line at like fucking I don't even know where the fuck it came out. Like models, maybe for like nine hours. Hit it, yeah. Like, Jeez. yeah. So from there, when you picked those up, you knew you wanted to flip those. Um, I just really, really, really like shoes, and I really like clothes, and I was just trying to figure out the most inexpensive way for me to do it, which was like to just flip and kind of resell and make money enough to get this, like, get the shits myself. Right. I think that's how a lot of people start off. I mean, that's start off just being a part of the culture. And that's like the best way to kind of do it because you want some shit or if it's clothing, music or whatever, usually niggas go try to rap and shit first and then they fuck around, end up being ass, bro. And then they end up doing something else like engineering or something like that. And they take yeah, that. Producing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But clothing is a little bit different. It doesn't have to in that bad, I guess. You don't have to put yourself yeah. crazy out there and like, yo, I'm a rapper. And the next, you know. It's just not working out for you, but that's interesting. And so were you like, you was a fresh nigga in high school the whole time? Like, would you say um, like you was into clothes? When like, I really, 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 I was in the clothes, but again, I couldn't really afford it. And my mom wasn't really on that, trying to really spend a lot of money on my clothes. Oh, that's out. So, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, she that's was, out. it was nothing like that. No, 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 not even close. So, um, I was I would get by with what I could get. Like I had pieces, but I wasn't really too crazy. And then when I got a job, like my junior year and senior year, I was pretty fly. I always had like a lot of stuff because I started buying stuff myself and really, really started flipping. Mm. Um, 
But it wasn't until like I joined the military and I got out of boot camp. I still remember I got out of boot camp and we got stationed in Texas. And um, it, it, so when you get for stationed those, at a new base, you, you were in. The, uh, for those who don't know, you were in the military. You were at HM, right? So kind of like yeah, I was. A, I was what they call. I was what the yeah. Basically, it's called a hospital corpsman, which is basically like a nurse. So um, we I had boot camp in Chicago. And then um, after I was I was there for three months because, you know, I was getting in trouble and always getting additional time at school, yeah. in boot camp. So my ass is there forever. Um, I got stationed in Texas. And when you first get stationed, like in your schooling after boot camp, um, you're allowed to go off base, but you got to wear your uniform and you got to be with like a group of people. You have I to remember have, like, that. A that buddy, trash. Like, one person. Yeah, trash. So we go to the mall. And my reselling ass in my MW, uh, what was I? And I was in my peanut butters at my NSUs at the time. Yeah. So I walk into the champs and I'm like, oh, they got Olive Nines on the wall. Nobody knew what those were. Bro, caught the military discount on all of them. And I <laughs> I spent, yo, my check when I got out of the boot camp was like four racks, right? What store? Took the Do whole, you remember? Uh, this was like a champs, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, champs. Spent four racks. Okay. Four racks. Fresh out of, fresh out of boot camp. Yeah, Lone Star Mall. Fresh out of boot camp. Four racks. Bought like 40 pairs of Olive Nines. Took them to the commissary because the commissary had a UPS joint set up in there. Yeah. Shipped them shits all back to Jersey. <laughs> At your mom's group? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what was your plan oh, from there? Shout out to Limited Supply. Limited Supply bought those at the time. <laughs> okay, okay. And then did you already yeah. know or did you think like you bought the 40 pairs and you were like... Oh, no. Nah. Um, when I was in there, I was making calls. I was I was already busting the plays like, yo, 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 I got these. You want these? How much? Blah, 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 blah. I'm paying this much. Let me get like 20 on top per pair type shit, you know? Okay. I, I think I probably made like a stack off that or something like that. Mm, but it's it was calm, just, it was a it calm was day, just though. start. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a start. I was like 18. So I'm trying to figure out like what nigga, what happened from like you buying the stuff on Marberries to like 40 pairs of shoes, you know? Like usually niggas um like, I guess know, like, like a couple capital, capital, you know, like it really depends. It's it's really hard to make some maneuvers because you know you don't really got the money to make the moves you need to make. So that was always the hardest part, especially growing up, you know. I wasn't one of the lucky few who grew up with uh, parents who are able to invest a lot of money into the things that, you know, you want to do. So um, I kind of just had to grind and get the bread to then be able to buy 40 pairs of shoes. Like I always knew I could do it, but it was like I was never in the position to get it done. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I just think it's super interesting because I mean, how old are you? Because we're, we're kind of like the same age. I think I'm 25. Uh, I'm 26. I'm okay. 26. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking like. In my time, you were 18 when I was like 18, same shit. I wasn't thinking about like buying 40 pairs. Like I know I would have been scared to buy those 40 pairs and like okay. spend all that money to go and go do that unless I already knew, you know? And I, yeah. I feel like that was like bro. No, honestly, bro, I'm really the type of person that I don't know, I'll take the risk. Like I like for example, um, like five years ago, Kylie Jenner, uh, it was the first time she dropped her uh her lipsticks. Um, they were selling for $32. Uh, I went and I, I bought like 30 of them because uh, I knew they were going to sell out. That night, I listed them all on eBay and I sold each of them for $250. And I paid $32 a piece. Like, it's just shit like that that I don't know. I'll just take risks doing random shit. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. It's like, honestly, risk versus reward. That's really all it is. Scare money don't make no money. No, not at all. And, then, and everybody always tells you that. You know what I'm saying? You got to take a risk to go and really go do something. 
but that's a fact. I think like when you're before you go take these risks, right? Do you even spend a lot of time thinking about it, or are you like you think and then is it like this? Like, do you think? Oh no, no, no! Everything's a calculated guess. There's no way in hell I'm gonna just go in here while like yeah, ah, yeah. fuck it. Like, I know you're not going crazy, nah, but nah, like, nah. do you ever find yourself where you think about it too much and then you're like, oh shit, like, and then you're at the battle, like you have this battle in your head, like, and then do you just end up beating that? If I do have those uh, kind of second guesses. I'll call like a select two, three of my friends and kind of confirm it with them to see what they think is a good idea and then kind of go from there. Okay. Uh, but for the most part, like everything that I do now, it's like second nature. It's like I've been buying sneakers and clothes since I was younger. So it's like I, you, you know, you fly, you have like a general idea of like what you know is fire yeah what's gonna pop I mean? and, and shit, once yeah. you know once you know what's fire or what's gonna pop you know to invest in that that way by the time it pops you already got it and you could you know sell it for that much extra right it's a lot easier but, yeah there'll be times where i'm definitely like bro like there'll be times where i'm super shook here i'll tell yeah. you this in a second um so when the jordan one dior's came out um yeah. like a couple months ago uh I have this place where I, I have, I sell sneakers in a lot of different places. Um, I have one place where um, this store, I know this store, they let me consign shoes there. And um, the Dior's came out and they were at the time, re, retail was like 2,500 and they were flipping on the, like on the street for like, I don't know, 10 G's, right? So the place where I sell shoes, they didn't have any pairs. So I was like, you know what? Let me take a chance. I'm gonna buy one spent 10 g's on a on a dior right i i put it in i put it in for 25 racks bro tell me why like a week later the shit goes and sells bro what shit crazy shit's crazy bro that's the craziest flip that was the craziest flip i ever did but it's like you know it's it's like shit how like long that. did it take you to you said it how long did it take from 10 g's to 25 like a couple weeks uh like seven days yo Ask Keith. I called. I called all my boys as soon as I was fucking. What was that? Was Somebody had to warn it. No, it was probably a celebrity. I'm pretty sure the person that bought it was like an actor or like a celebrity because no one's gonna spend that much money on a pair of shoes unless they really want it to wear it. Especially when you could have got it yourself for ten thousand dollars on like right, a secondary right, right. market type shit. You know what I mean? Like, so would you consider that like luck? For that, for that oh, specific, boy, that was the luckiest. Okay, that was the okay, luckiest okay, shit okay, ever. Okay, that okay. was the luckiest. <laughs> shit ever. But that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I just be doing wild shit, and it's funny because everyone was like, "No, don't buy it. I think that's too much money. You shouldn't do it." I'm like, even eh, your two or three homies I think it's a good idea. Yeah, even my yeah. two or three homies. My girl, because my girl went with me to buy the shoe, so I had ten racks on me straight cash. Um, and I bought it off this um like small little Asian girl who had just hit at Dior. Um, so my girl was like mad shook because she's like, Oh my god, you're spending all this money on shoes, like this is a bad idea. Like, yeah. blah, blah. I'm like, all right. <laughs> How'd you confirm they're real or not? She had the receipt and all that other shit. Yeah, she had the receipt. Um, there's a lot of ways that you can kind of just tell if a shoes are shoes are fake. Like, if you have a black light, you could put a black light on it to see like if there's any glue stains, you could fuck around and um 
you could see if there's like factory stamps on it. Uh, the smell of the shoe. I, I've sold a lot of shoes, so I have like a general idea of what a real shoe and a, uh, like a fake shoe smells like, which yeah. is crazy to say that, but there's a difference between the two smells. Like, yeah. you know, when you get a fresh pair of kicks, like you smell them, they got that new kick smell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Like the fake ones kind of smell like paint thinner, like not really like new shoes, but like a weird polyurethane type shit. Okay. And for people who don't know the cave, it's a, it's a resale shop, right? Yep. Basically. It's okay. a, it's a, it's basically a, it's a retail shop where I sell Supreme, Babe, Antisocial, Off-White, like a bunch of streetwear brands. Um, and I also sell my brand in it as well. Okay. Which and is Cavism. That's where Cavism came from. And that's what you have on right now, right? Oh, uh, yeah. This is one of the hoodies I made. This is just our logo. Um, but there's a, I'm actually working on like a lot of different pieces right now. Like I designed some uh, cargo pants, some track pants, like a jacket. Uh, I'm working on like actual cut and sewn hoodies versus like just like hoodies that are printed on. Um, so the brand's going in like a like a different direction right now. Yeah, because even the pants, like that's all cut and sew too. Is this all? Yeah, new, the new pants. And cut and the pants. Yeah, pants are cut and sew. That took a while to get the samples back. Um, just like to get the patterns of everything, like to find the exact fabric I wanted to use or to find the exact zippers or yeah, like sourcing. And I like stuff. to have like, yeah, source and everything. Right yeah. Yeah. Did you source a lot in New York or did you have the manufacturer like send you textiles and stuff? Um, I actually had like a bunch of pieces that I kind of like referenced as far as like what kind of fact, like uh, fabric I wanted. Um, like I, uh, I also, just like used a bunch of different um different places like when i was in la let's say i stopped at like a random spot like and i like some shit i just bought the fabric or like i bought the shirt or like took a picture of whatever it is you know elements that i wanted yeah. and then kind of used all that and then found a manufacturer um i found a manufacturer in china actually that i've been getting yeah, my been stuff made with fire yeah so you basically just took like you just had a whole collection of references like whether it was t-shirts mm -hmm. or pants that you personally fucked with and then you want to make your own version of that kind of thing. Yeah, like like the pants that I made um is like a combination of like four or five of my favorite pants that I own. Like Does different it have like I really like I really liked like the little uh tabs that you hold the bottom of the pants on one of these pants and then I really liked like the pockets on this one so it was like stuff okay. like that. So it has the it has the little string thing that you were talking about in your YouTube video. Exactly that one. Like okay, it has okay. that because that I feel like that. And <laughs> the best part is it's hidden, so you can't even see the shit, which is fire. No, that's you can, way like, better. Just do it from the inside. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. with that, what's your um your plan? Do you want to just sell it like in store and then maybe like all direct to consumer? So like in store for you and online, or do you eventually feel like it's going to be at a level where you're going to take it to another store or something like that and have them sell it. And it'd be I, its own thing. I want to, I want to put it in other stores and have other stores sell it. Like, um, you know, I feel like, um, it's pretty accessible to come to my store as well as buy things online. But with what I want to do with the brand, I want to make it like a lot more like interaction based and like really have people involved with it. So I feel like having it stocked at different stores in different places is like a good way of having people who are in the area be able to come get the brand that are really want to be involved with the brand. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I'm probably gonna have online drops too. Like, yeah, you know, yeah maybe course. like have exclusive pieces in like certain stores, but then like drop online. But I, I feel like you can speak on like that the best for like um, a lot of kids. They feel like it's just only online, but they don't really know the importance of like having a storefront. And when you're dealing with that customer every day and you're having like foot traffic come in and you're seeing like the same kids or even, you know what I'm saying? Dudes come in like that's a totally different. Like you're really you're like you're outside, basically you and like you in the streets, you know, what I'm saying people see you every day. That's different. It's better like that. that it's um. It's like the best and the worst of both worlds, though, because it's like it gives you that really good hands on hands interaction uh, with like your customers and your consumers. And it lets you build that relationship. Like, for example, I have people who come into the store all the time to buy stuff. And then they also come back into the store to sell me stuff all the time, too. So it, it gives you that relationship. But sometimes some brands just do a lot better online and yeah. doing their own thing like anti-social like anti-social social club doesn't have a store and doesn't do anything for their customer base or their consumers and they take three to four months to even mail you your product and won't even answer emails or anything about it but it's so they just even they treat you like that like uh no 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 that's a different like i i guess like um majority of the people that place orders with their brand i don't condone anything like that and doing anything like that to the people that are trying to purchase a product from you but if you look at brands like that like you see that you can really do whatever and you know it'll just go crazy um also having like a storefront there's a lot that comes along with it too like it's it's um it's very difficult like it's a lot of work to how many employees do you have uh i have my partner and then i have one employee that works uh consistently uh i'm I'm not really in the store too often i'm only there for like events or like if they if i need to do something in the store or have like big buyouts coming through or like stuff like that uh for the most part my employees there uh my partner's there um sometimes during the week as well okay um but yeah, that's another that's another part of having a storefront that's a big responsibility, like having employees and and having people that are able to do the job for you in the way that you want it done. Yeah, that's a lot of trust, bro. Like to go and really have somebody. And you said you're not even in the store every day. So that's like that's kind of crazy to me. I would imagine at least you're in the store every day just to, you know, keep niggas on their toes or not like that. I want to be, you know, but no, nah, I really no, nah, I feel that I feel that. Um. I've, I've built like a, like, um, my employee isn't even just like an employee. He's more so like, like family, but he's also really heavily involved with the brand and he's helped the store even get to the place that the store is currently. And like me as well, like he, my employee is not even like my employee. He's kind of like, he's like a mentor, but like a homie, like we, it, it's like a really good relationship. So that's why I'm as trusting as I am with him. Okay. Um, so that's a little different than having like just someone you randomly hire and like, you know, put your your faith and your trust in. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, no, that makes sense though. It's basically like um, everybody's kind of like, everybody's committed to it. They all, they all see like the gain rather than it's exactly. Like, oh, exactly. I'm getting paid at the end of the week kind of thing. Like we're all in it together. Yeah, exactly. To like we're, we're in it to, as big as it gets is as big as we get, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I feel like if, 
that's the hardest part about having a store and a brand or anything that you do. You need to have like a really good team around you, like people that bring their own elements to the table, people that are able to even like see things in a completely different uh, like perspective than you do. You know, yeah. like having a team is like super important. How long did it take you to find like a solid team or at least the, the team that you have now? Honestly, the team is like, Day the one. team is just all of my closest friends. Like yeah. that's really all it is. Like just all of my closest friends um, who I've met at different points in my life, who I've all kind of connected together. Like it's, it's really crazy. Like, uh, like he's, I met him when I was in the military, uh, like, five years ago, maybe. Um, uh, Alex, I met Alex when I was in high school. I was like 13 when I met Alex. Uh, Saudi, I met Saudi like four years ago. Um, and then even my editors, I went to high school with the editors that make my videos. Um, um, so yeah, everyone's just yeah. like people that I've just randomly met in life. Damn near like four years and plus kind of thing and then i i even have i even have like childhood homies that i still fuck with and still help me with a lot of stuff like uh my first best friend ever in life uh shout out mo he helps me with a lot of stuff um he was he was the first person i ever met uh ever met and then uh shout out mike i met mike when i was like fucking 11 Mm -hmm. (laughs) he taught me how to play basketball on some shit like okay it's really like a family thing kind of exactly that's good that's that's definitely how I think that's the best way to do it. If you're not going to be like in the store every day and stuff like that, everybody's building together and they're working cohesively and stuff like that. But I also see that um, you're like huge on pop-ups, bro. Like you keep a pop-up going pretty consistent. Yeah. And it's, they're all like, uh, for the most part, the ones that like I've seen, they're a lot of like rap artists or newer rap artists. Like a big one was Pierre, of course, mm-hmm. producer. Shout whatever. out P. That's my, that's my bro. That's Shout out dog. P. Shout out yeah. P. That's my dog. Yeah, we, uh, so he came to New York like two, three weeks ago, uh, cause he's working on his album, T.5. You know, we was locked in the studio. That man, when I tell you, if anyone's dedicated to and consistent and going to the studio and making sure he's there clocked in like a job is Pete. Like we yeah. were there every single day of the week for two weeks straight from like 8 PM to like fucking nine in the morning i'm that's, like yo these that's these who you were in the studio with last week uh no 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 last week i was in the studio with um i've been in a couple studios i was with uh <laughs> swoosh god if you know who swoosh god is yeah I'm um i was in the studio with uh hans shout out hans um i don't know i've been in a couple studios yeah yeah, yeah. Now, i was talking about the one when uh when we're like supposed to do the podcast and stuff and we're like playing tag with each other. But... Oh, oh, that was Hans. That was Hans. That was, okay, Hans. Okay. That was Hans. Yeah, 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 that was Hans. Shout out Hans. Shout out Hans. <laughs> we was at Audio Mac. We went to Audio Mac. Shout Fire. out Audio Mac too. So yeah. do you uh is that something else that you're like also trying to venture off to is like some of like the music side thing? Cause you're locked in the studio, it sounds like it's I see you doing pop-ups for like, you know what I'm saying? Young Mall, you didn't even mention, you know what I'm saying, bro. Oh like, yeah, shout out mom. Shout out mom. <laughs> I see you like do you see like a music side too with the cave? Because there's like there's a lot to actually talk about. Like, bro, you got a, a food truck you just bought your mom that I was gonna wait till later to talk about. Like there's a lot of different <laughs> ventures here. <laughs> um so 
music, we just be fucking around with like music randomly. Like, yeah. like honestly, when I'm bored, um, a lot of my friends are producers. Shout out Dutch Boy, shout out Nova. Yeah, um, so I'll just have them send me all their beats. Like I just had Dutch send me like 150 beats. Mm. So I'll just uh <laughs> Yeah. He said I, I was like, yo, bro, I need some beats. He's like, how many? I was like, probably like a hundred. <laughs> he was like, what? A hundred pack. <laughs> he was like, what? I was like, yeah, I need some shit. Cause I need beats for like the vlog I've been posting. I've been posting vlog episodes and I like to have all my homies' beats in there. So I'll have his beats in there. And then uh, Nova, shout out Nova. A lot of people don't know this, but um, so I met Nova like four years ago and Nova's made a lot of your favorite songs. So mm. uh, have you ever heard the song Problems by Black? Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody's heard that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so Nova produced That has to be that. like that's, a top 100, all... right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's all Nova's. That's all Nova's. Mm. So uh, Nova was just uh, posting some of his plaques the other day. He got the black plaque and then... Lil Wayne sampled that shit. So he got a Lil Wayne plaque too. And then um, like one of XXX like biggest songs, it's like triple platinum or some crazy shit like that. He sampled Nova shit. So like he has mad plaques from XXX. And I'm just like, damn, like he's lit, but he's so low key because people don't really know these things. He's like a ghost. Like Nova, he's the type of person, yo, I'll talk to him and then he'll disappear for like four months because he'd be on his nomad shit, like in the mountains, just like chilling away from everything. And yeah. then he'll come back and then you'll be able to like talk to him again. It's crazy. Damn, that's like the way to do it for real. Yeah. So I'll be getting beats from him too. Shout out Nova. Yeah, you got a whole hundred pack. <laughs> no, no, no. That was from Dutch. Shout out Dutch. Shout out oh, okay, Dutch. okay, okay. But yeah. um how how old is Nova? Uh, Nova is like 23, maybe. I think he's 23 or 24. I feel like that's really young to like his shit's already getting sampled and he's getting a plaque off his other shit. You know what I'm saying? People usually sample like some old shit. I know people sample new shit too, Mm -hmm. but for like some shit to get a million, then a million, million like on top. And that's just crazy. That's dope. Yeah, bro. Uh, and it's funny too, because the song, he dropped this song maybe like in 2015 or like 2014 or some shit like that. And it was just like a random song on SoundCloud that people would like come across. But it was so fire that everyone's like, yo, what the fuck is it? You know, Spooky Black? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was like on some Spooky Black shit. Like, no, everyone kind of was like, oh shit, what is this? It's really fire. But a lot of people didn't really know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, kind of like crazy. some Young Lean, so, like shit like that, like some different little shit. I, I've never listened to Young Lean. Mm, it's like a spooky you know black nigga. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, type oh. yeah, shout out Spooky Black, though, the do-rag. Yeah, a little white boy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you, too, um, but it sounds like the music's just more than, like, it's in you, you know what I'm saying? You don't know what that's going to turn Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll be... Uh, We'll be messing around, just making music. Like whenever I'm bored, I'll make music. I've dropped one song. Did you? Uh, it's on Audio Mac and it's on SoundCloud. It's called um, No Thing, and Dutch Boy's on it as well. It's a, uh, it's a pretty good song. I like it. I fuck with it. Um, I've never done like any promo or anything for it. Mm. Um, it, it's got a couple of plays. Check it out. That's fine. I was gonna ask you too. Um, are you? Do you guys sell cards there? Like I know the trading card thing is just like at the store. Yeah. Um, we more so buy cards and we'll sell cards other places, but, um, 
I have cards available in the store to be looked through. And if you want to buy some shit, like we could work something out. I'll never say no, but like, yeah. um, I just like, I'm a big collector. So I like to buy cards and hold cards. Uh, I'm gonna get some cards graded, like, you know, especially next year's uh, Pokemon's 25th anniversary. Um, so like, I believe it's the 25th. It's like they're like big anniversary. Something so, like um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, they're about to have some crazy fucking, uh, like shit going on. So Pokemon cards are about to go crazy next year. Yeah. So, uh, going yeah, I'll, I'll just like make investments. It's like, yeah, they're going crazy right now, but next year they're about to go stupid. Mm. All I see on my Instagram is like champions packs, champion packs, champion pack and shit like that. So I was just curious if you, yo, yo, yo. So you want to hear some crazy shit with the <laughs> champion packs? You so, flipped them. Uh, I, I got know a, you did. I something. got a YouTube video coming out. Mm. Um, so I walked into this like fucking, um, like comic book store. And they had like 30 of the champion packs on the on the thing. And it's really hard to come across champion packs because them shits be selling out everywhere. Like I have one friend, he'll wake up at like seven in the morning and he'll drive to every single Walmart and Target up and down New Jersey. And he'll just buy all the fucking Pokemon cards he can and fill up the whole truck all day. Um, so people like that, he's not the only one. I know a couple of people that do that. Mm-hmm. So they'll buy everything from all the stores and it's hard to get them. So boom, walked into the shop. They had 30 of them bitches in there. So I bought all 30 of them. It came out to like $2,500. Uh, went back to the crib, uh, put them all on the desk, and I opened like 15 of them. And I hit this Charizard in there. Movie. And the Charizard is worth like $1,000 right now if you get it like rated and sell it. But I'm planning on holding it for like another year because I feel like next year I'll probably be able to sell it for like maybe two Gs. Um and then inside all the boxes come this like promo Charizard and that one's worth like $40. So I sold all the leftover boxes I had, the other 15, and then I kept the Charizard and all the promos and it was like a super flip. I'm like super up right now, especially next year. <laughs> shit going to go crazy. <laughs> so you're going to keep the promos for next year too? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. You know, I got, I got like 40 promos in a box, just, just chilling in the closet. You get in your uh, Charizard graded? Yeah, 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 I'm gonna send it off. I'm gonna send it off. Let it get great. Hopefully, I get a ten. Yeah, yeah, that'll be it. That'll be a movie. That's yeah. crazy. I also wanted to. Um, I seen that recently. You like redesigned your whole fucking store, bro. Like the thing literally looks yeah, like a cave. Store. Like that's crazy. Did you? Shout out with- Keith. He was he was in there. He was in there working. <laughs> the whole gang was working. I know yeah, he told. The whole gang me. was working. So what was that? Yeah, what that shit you was like inspiration from obviously like you wanted to make it like K because like that's your name and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But did you like visit other stores and like take little pieces, like how you did your pants kind of thing? Um, Honestly, the store is like huge, huge part of it was my girlfriend. Um, She was like, yo, you should design it as a cave. And like, she helped me come up with like different examples of the things that I wanted. Like, um, just things that would be cool. Like uh, she helped me come up with the idea of having these walls on the wall that you could draw like little people in. Um, Keese, Keese helped a lot too. He gave me like a lot of ideas. Um, when I was in Japan last time. Oh, yeah, I think, um, right. I think we went to Japan last time. That was yeah. really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like, I don't know, just like a lot of different places, a lot of different people. Uh, and then everyone that helped build this like store out, um, shout out Ray, shout out Saudi, Alex, my little brothers, mm. um, Steven, like Ruga, 
everyone, all my homies just came through. We just like painted, um, rolled out stuff on the floor, hung shelves. It's like, it was my work. That's dope. So you basically, you guys did it yourself then? Yeah, we, I did it a hundred percent all family, all by myself. Well, oh, like shit. I didn't do it by myself, but I just did it with the, you know, the bro. Yeah. With your team. That's what I meant. Yeah. So did you guys, um, how long did that take you to, to fully do the store? Probably like a month, but okay. that's just cause I wasn't doing it every day. I was only doing it like two, three times a week, maybe. Yeah. You kept the store open. Uh, no, no, no. I shut everything down, but it was during the pandemic anyway. So I shut the store down. I had the store closed. The store was probably closed for like three, four months, like during mm -hmm. the first part of the pandemic. Cause were they still making you pay rent? Outside. You said, were they still making me pay rent? Yeah. Oh yeah, baby. That's that's part of signing the lease and owning the storefront. That Jeez. you pay rent no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. even like, <clears throat> I was just talking to uh, the store owner over here too, and um, same thing. He said the same thing. Like they was making him pay rent, and I was like, damn, that's kind of crazy because we're inside of a mall like the store I work at. I was thinking like during that time, that's when people were just like not even paying like their their house shit. You know what I'm saying? Like the yeah, shit from yeah, their own the crib. So I'm like, damn, That's like they're fact. still making like the storefronts and shit pay for that, which is kind of crazy. Now I was going to ask about, did you have to deal with any looting and shit? Obviously, we've been living in crazy times and stuff like that. Um, So I saw that there was like a lot of crazy shit happening in like all the other cities. Um, So once I kind of saw that, I went into the store immediately and just like cleared everything out of the store. Um, And then, yeah, I never really I didn't really have to worry about that. Okay. They didn't end up like breaking your yeah. windows or anything. Um, how my building is set up is like the gates of my store are like cemented into the building. So you can't really even get through them unless you have like heavy machinery to pull them bitches out of the concrete. And then like I'm downstairs in the basement, so you can't really get through it. Like it just doesn't work. Oh, okay, okay. Also, bro, like buying your mom for those who don't know he oh just bought gosh, his mom, mom a whole food truck which is crazy it was like the video was kind of it was like emotional your mom was crying you know what i'm saying yeah, and it was like so she she cooks there every day that's like that's her you know what i'm saying is that her thing because i know it's uh what is uh, it? so like um like two years ago um uh, me my mom and her husband eddie uh we started like a catering business where we just kind of started catering for um, like a lot of people in, so my mom's uh, in Jersey and um, the community that my mom caters in from is not small, but it's like everyone knows each other type. Spanish? So uh, um, it's pretty diverse, it's pretty diverse. Okay. There's like a lot of different people. Um, I would say primarily Spanish and black. Um, so yeah, we started catering for like the hospitals, the police departments, the fire department, like EMS, um, hair salons, uh, barbershops, like just a lot of different places. So we started getting like really involved with the community. We do like a lot of uh, homeless drives, like um, before pandemic, every Sunday we were outside giving food to homeless people, um, just, you know, helping people out. We teamed up with some barbershops. We were giving them haircuts, um, just like a lot of, just like a lot of stuff. We do like a lot of donations, food drives um and yeah we just kind of started building up and i know my mom's always wanted a food truck since i was younger my mom's always talked about you know my mom loves to cook like anytime we had any family parties my mom was always the one that everyone would give money to to go buy the groceries and cook for all fucking 
I'm half Spanish and half black. So, you know, we have big ass families. Like yeah, I have deep. like fucking like 40 cousins, 50 cousins. Like, That's crazy. so she'll be cooking food for the whole family at the family parties. Um, and yeah, she's always wanted a food truck and I saved my money for, for a little while. And then I bought her a food truck. Damn. So now is that what she does every day or like for yeah. the most part, primarily? Yes. Uh, yeah. For, for the most part, uh, a couple of days a week, um, usually about three days a week. Uh, four days a week and then on the other days we cater if uh you know we'll do private events private parties you know whatever it is we need to do on those days um but yeah that's pretty much what yeah. the what she's in in charge of the cave kitchen shout out eating the cave yeah i've seen that the on Instagram. <laughs> and then <laughs> i seen uh you guys had soul food today you had the macaroni and cheese popping off yeah Oh man, yeah, I'm so sick. I wasn't able to go there today. So today, my mom sent me a video yesterday. Uh, she made um, ribs, uh, but they're Hennessy barbecue, uh, like slow, slow cook. So they like fall right off the bone. She made mac and cheese. I think she made like string beans. She made cornbread, um, rice and beans. Yeah. Oh yes. Like he, Keith had uh, my mom babysit his dog uh, last <laughs> week. And she was making the dog gourmet meals, rice and beans with Oh, I uh, seen the dog going crazy. Braised braised chicken. Like she was wild and she was making gourmet. That that, that might be the next thing we dabble in. We might, you know, make gourmet dog food for our private host. Because his it. dog came back with a nice clean coat. It was kind of stocky, really what? big. Like, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. he just lost the tooth last night and the dog one. Uh, oh shit! <laughs> yeah, that like replenished, little bro. Yeah, exactly. Got his electrolytes good. Health boost. Yeah, health <laughs> boost. <laughs> so, but you guys mostly do a uh, Spanish food, right, throughout the week? Uh so we do Wepa uh, Wednesday, which is uh, Puerto Rican style. Um, mm. I'm Puerto Rican, um, and that's where we have primarily Spanish meals. Uh, and then Sundays we do soul on a Sunday which is uh, I'm half Grenadian. Uh, my family's from the islands and uh, we'll do like either island foods. So we'll have like a curry of some sort or like oxtails or uh, we'll do like, I don't know, soul food where we'll have like a shrimp or like a fried fish or like um, we'll do a red snapper. Like we'll do like jerk red snapper or like, mm. you know, different, different stuff, different types of foods. With like a, a soul food side, like a mac and cheese or a collard greens or like, you know, cornbread or rice and beans. Depends on the day. We switch it. The menu is different every week, honestly. We have like different shit every week. So it's never like really the same thing. And then on Thursdays, we have uh, making bread Thursdays, which is where we make bread pudding. And what? yo, I'm going to be honest with you. I was never a bread pudding fan. I still don't like bread pudding unless it's that this bread what, pudding. What is I'm not bread even pudding? saying it. So it's basically like, um, yeah, it's crack. That's, that's all it is. <laughs> it's good dope. <laughs> it's, <laughs> uh, it's basically like, um, is that what it sounds? Is maybe like a loaf of good bread and some pudding? Nah, 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 oh. nah, nah. It's like a bread, but it's kind of like, it's like a loaf, but it's warm. And then we have like this, uh, this like drizzle that we put on it. Oh man. I don't know. You got to have it. You got to try it. That's all. Yeah, like, no, I definitely got to like. try it. And it's like, don't even think about any bread pudding you've ever had before or the idea of what you think bread pudding is and just give it a try and you'll be like, wow. Yeah. No, I definitely got to never go met out, a person though. that's like, nah, I don't like it. Like we like, we like a hundred percent out of like 
thousands. Mm. <laughs> That's sick. Yeah. Just to take it back to the store, because I, I just want to give like my last little couple questions that are running through my head, because I know you got to go soon. But um, what's like the the your biggest seller like in store? Is it besides sneakers? Like we're talking brands. Is it Supreme or is it? Um, no, nah, honestly, it's antisocial. Yeah. Yeah, I I sell a lot of antisocial. Uh, because a lot of my customer base is uh, overseas, like from my online. I do really well in like other countries, like especially like Japan, which is why I want to uh, open up a store over there. Um, and in Kuwait, I also have a like a really big customer base in like Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, like um, a lot of Middle Eastern countries, and uh, they like antisocial. Mm. So uh, I sell a lot of antisocial over there. I know a lot of um, Asians gravitate towards the antisocial, and they like it still. Yeah, I I, I also have I have a lot of orders in Japan, a lot of orders in Singapore. Um, even like UK uh, and Canada. Um, yeah. And I guess like in other countries, they just prefer antisocial. Yeah. yeah. She's just different everywhere. Is that so yeah. when you do go to Japan and shit like because you went out there what last year, right? Yeah, yeah, I went out there in January. And you guys did a pop up, right? I did a, I did a pop up privilege. That's <laughs> dope. A lot of parties and, and turned up and had a lot of fun. I know. Q told me a couple of back stories. So oh my God. I, yeah, I can't wait to go back. <laughs> I can't wait to go back. Yeah. Yeah, June, we going crazy. Are y'all going to go back in June? Oh, yeah. I have to. I have no choice. I think like the, the biggest takeaway, cause I like, I want to learn something too, just like whenever I interview and all this stuff, like all this stuff is new to me, like running a podcast and stuff like that. But I really do, you know, I want to learn game and shit, but it sounds like to me, bro, that you just, you keep like, you wear many hats and you just keep trying new different shit, but you always like tap into the streets, like you going into Japan, like how, you going to Japan and really like touching the people like that. You know what I'm saying? That's a way of doing that. And then like your mom, like y'all were serving fucking shit to the fire, like house and like, you know what I'm saying? Barbershops and shit like that. Like you always make sure you're outside with it. Not like it may seem like you're behind your phone and you're making a lot of content like that, but you really do make sure you touch the people for sure. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta be outside, honestly. Cause it's like anyone could promote themselves. Like, like for a food spot, you know what I mean? Like if you don't bring the product to the, you know, the people and make sure you are creating this relationships, like, yo, the food, the food right now would not be as big as it is. And I don't think we would be in the opportunities and the positions that we are in if it wasn't for the barbershops that we got involved with, because the barbershops really put us on like a lot of games and the, and the hair salons and the nail salons shout out all of them. Cause like, going there and tapping in with them, like they put us in, in positions to link with the fire department or like to link with um, the community center who wants to do something, you know, like stuff like that. Um, even, yo, we um, hooked it up at one of the uh, nail salons and she hooked me up with like this, um, this organization that gives scholarships to black male nurses wow. that are going to school. So it's like, you know, just reaching out to people in those type of positions, put me in other rooms, you know what I mean? So it's like, uh, you got to hit the streets. You got to yeah. make the links, you know? If there was something that you could tell your younger self, say like right before you joined the military, what would it be? <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, 
So, uh, don't don't go partying and don't go to clubs and don't buy bottles. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. That's probably the realest answer, though. <laughs> to be real, don't do it. That's it. Because I feel like, but then again, I feel like a lot of a lot of younger people go through. Well, especially oh, I guess when we were in that time frame, like that's what you know we were doing. We were in the clubs getting lit. Like I don't know. That's yeah, just, yeah, yeah, that's all it was. I. Yeah, in the in, in the Instagram era. Yeah, you can't. So it's like I feel like once you get that out the way and you start just just like focus on like the more important things. You know what I mean? The things that are when you input your energy, like what are you gonna get out of it? Like you know what I mean? Like you want to invest your time and your energy into things that are gonna benefit you as well as the people around you and just make you like overall better person and like just get you to bigger places. So it's like, I guess that that's a better thing to tell my younger self. Yeah, yeah. no, I spent a lot of a lot of money on like bottles and shit. It's always yeah, like that's way too expensive. In, yeah, way too expensive. And then once you do it, like once you really do it, like you buy like the really cool table, let's say like at the the One Oaks or whatever popping club where you spend bands and you do all that. And then afterwards, you kind of figure like, or at least for me, like. I've already kind of just did everything, not like to the craziest level where I got the Lambos outside. Uh, yeah. But like, what's the well, point? Enough bro? that it's like, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. Like, unless I'm at that level, then I might pop out again. Like, if I can make a real movie. Times, though. Those have <laughs> been some good times, honestly. Oh. Yeah. Well, bro, Crazy I appreciate days. you coming in, bro, and being my first interview. I was nervous of a course, lot. Bro. Like, before, bro, I'm not going to lie. I was like, damn, you know what I'm saying? I was just like, it, it, why? Just want to make sure, like, I make good content and shit. You know, want to make sure, like, oh, it's yeah, just set yeah, up I, right. I, yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. I can, like, yeah, of course, of course, we can get on here and talk for sure. Like, that's whatever, but I want to still make you know a piece of good content that's like relevant. Yeah, something that flows, something that someone will enjoy to watch. Kind of, yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, 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 nah, bro, it was lit. That was that was lit. 